0: You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley, uh, recapping, a unfortunately, another Tigers loss. However... Playing a lot of close ball games lately. We'll get into what all that means in the last week and this game, obviously, as well. Uh, First, though, gotta let everybody know that this is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, so we're going to go over the Twins game, Uh, yesterday's game. Today is Tuesday is today the first day of September? Today is, no, there's 31 days in August. Today is Tuesday, August 31st, 2021. As I said earlier, this is, of course, lockdown Tigers. So we're going to talk about the uh, the Twins, we're going to talk about the offense, we'll talk about the pitching, talk about the defense a little bit, uh, and then we will get into kind of the last week as a whole, kind of generalize it, talk about all these close games, what that could mean, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Let's start with the offense, as we, we usually do. Not always, but as we usually do. Uh, Tigers would drop this game 3-2 to two to the Twinkies. Uh, the Minnesota Twins just having a, an absolute train wreck of a season. I mean, coming off of, of two straight years of being, uh, well, last year being a, a very good team at, at the top of this division. And then 2019 as well being a, a really good team with a really, really solid lineup. And then just completely, I mean, 2019, they won 100 games, didn't they? I'm pretty sure they won, they won like 100, 101 games in 2019, cruised to the AL Central uh, crown. And then last year in the 60-game season, they, uh, they they obviously won it. The division as well but just have a, a perpetually not that's not even what i want to say they, they they can't win in the playoffs they can't there are there are are people that are almost legal adults that were born the last time the twins won a playoff game game not series not a playoff series. The last time the Minnesota Twins have won a playoff game was 2004. They and and the last 2 years, I mean that those are good teams. The pitching has always been kind of what's failed them in the postseason. But it's not like they're they're running out AAA starting rotations. Just unbelievable to me that that the twins who who won over a hundred games in 2019 and then won the division for in a in a 60 game season. Obviously didn't win 160 games, but 36 and 24 won won the Central, swept in that series too. And this year brought back like Pretty much the same roster. They didn't make any drastic changes. They didn't lose any like huge people. Donaldson was still there. Nelson Cruz. You know, pretty much the same team. They lost, what, one starting pitcher? that Like of noteworthiness? And just everything completely fell off the rails. And they were absolute they, they have been not good this year 58 and 73 record 16 and a half games out of the wild card and 17 and a half out of the division that the Minnesota Twins who have won the division the last two years and are two years removed from a 100 win season with almost the exact same roster as this year coming into the year at least as they had in the last two years when they when they owned this division, are now in last place in a division with the uh, ourselves. Let's call a spade a spade. And the Kansas City Royals. Unbelievable. How the mighty have fallen. So just uh, an absolutely massive disappointment of a season for the Minnesota Twins. Uh this offseason, I, I hope to be able to do a crossover with the locked on twins, because they honestly, they fascinate me. They they absolutely fascinate me. So, let's get into uh, this game though. As I said, I was gonna do like four minutes ago, and then went on a rant about how disappointing the Twins are as a franchise. Uh, Casey Mize. No, let's start with the offense. Yeah, we said we were gonna do that too. I'm sorry. I'm apparently I'm I'm off the wall. I'm all over the place. Let's start with the offense. Uh, the offense wasn't horrible. To, I mean, two runs is not really what you love to see. The problem is, we uh, again, I believe this is the second game in a row. I believe, yes. We now have, the t- Detroit Tigers have not drawn a walk since Saturday. And we have completed Monday's game. So we're going to go into Tuesday's game. Without a single day off in between, without having drawn a walk since Saturday, that's a problem. I don't care if you're not a, a an analytical, you know, big analytics person like I am, or if if you're you're still a batting average truther or whatever. I don't care. That is objectively an issue, not subjectively. You don't. You that's impossible to make an argument that that's not a problem. That is absolutely an issue. And sometimes that's why I love Robbie Grossman so much. Because, you know, and he, he didn't start this game. He came into pinch hit there in the ninth inning. But that's that's why I, I love that signing when we made it, and I continue to love him so much in this lineup, especially having no issue with him batting in the heart of the order there at the three spot because. The, this team doesn't really have anyone that draws a lot of walks outside of him. Jonathan Scope, wh- whether you, you've always loved him like crazy and wanted him extended you know this whole time, whatever, didn't want him traded, objectively does not draw walks like ever. Eric Haas, as cool of a story as he's been, does not draw walks ever. All the all the you know run producers in this lineup, the middle of our lineup doesn't draw walks. So you obviously you can't expect then the the bottom of the order to draw walks, which they don't. Victor Reyes, Robbie Grossman has more walks this season than Victor Reyes does in his entire four year baseball career. Let that sink in. Turn the doorknob, open the door, and let that porcelain sink in. Robbie Grossman this season has more walks than Victor Reyes. And Victor Reyes is in the middle of his fourth season as a Major League Baseball player. Truly remarkable. For both of them. (laughs) In, In their own right. Derek Hill's been drawing more walks than I expected. I'm happy about that. Akil Badu started the season not drawing any walks, but has gotten a lot better the last couple of uh, the last month I would say or so. Jamer Candelario is is average at drawing walks, not not a not a Robbie Grossman level by any stretch, but not a not an Eric Haas level either. Harold Castro wouldn't know what a walk is if you spelled it out on a whiteboard and taught it to him. Like in a classroom setting, I think he would probably fail that test. Again, and he gets singles, and he does his job, and he puts the ball in play, and has a good batting average, and that's great. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to drive home the point that going three days without drawing a walk is an issue. I, I don't care. Okay. Uh, and and really outside, of, like in this game, Harold went two for four with a run scored. More power to him. Had that hit at the 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 one hit in the bottom of the ninth was you know kind of a cheap hit but uh Miguel Sano pulled his foot off the bag so uh yeah (sighs) Robbie Grossman comes in to pinch hit uh with I think we had man on first and third with two outs in the bottom of the ninth at that point doesn't come through Zach Short with a bloop RBI single and Derek Hill two for three today Two for three today. Um, nice. 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 We'll call it nice. Derek Hill had a great day at the office. Really good play in center field as well. All, all throughout the game, but one specific play on top of that. Um, really, really good play by by Derek Hill. And, yeah, besides that, it was kind of just meh. Wasn't a very – until the ninth. It, 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 we never really – got it's just a lot we've been playing in a lot of low scoring close games lately and opposing pitchers have kind of they've been so efficient and that's a problem right that's why you need people to disrupt the order and draw a walk every once in a while in my eyes Because you can't just have a dude go up there and and throw two to four pitches to every single batter and just steamroll through the lineup. Ober, the starter for the Twins, he gave up two runs in six innings. Not a Cy Young start by any means, but a quality start. He didn't walk anyone and did it in 77 pitches. It's way, way too efficient. And that's been, you know, really the story the last five or six days. Need a little bit more... Of, uh, I don't even want to call it more discipline because it's not. I, I wouldn't say that these dudes are going up there outside of maybe Eric Haas on occasion and swinging at balls like 10 feet out of the zone or anything. Just you got to work the count a little bit more. You got to make people go deep. You, you can't, e- even if they're throwing strikes, you, you, you can't just let people, like I said, you, you can't just be the, the two to four pitch and at bat show you're going to get steamrolled all year. So the offense, while it it wasn't horrible by any stretch, eight hits, um, not not terrible, not trying to say this was a horrible performance, but just the outlook of the last week or so, and specifically the last two or three days, really need to get back on the horse of of going deeper into counts and drawing more walks. Very, very important for a baseball team. And this lineup is also still just talent-wise, not a, a competitive playoff lineup so as we we as roster turnover happens and we bring in more talent stuff that that'll change for sure um, I'm not I'm not saying there's a full philo- I trust the coaching staff immensely I'm not saying there's a philosophy problem but um, a, as we finish up this season need to see a little bit more uh, a little bit more battling in the uh, in the batter's box that's all all right Let's get into the pitching. It was Casey Mize Day. That's always fun and always have a lot to talk about. First, though, got to talk to everybody about our friends over at betonline.ag. It's that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football as teams hit back to the gridiron. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the latest odds, props, contests, including the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Open now at betonline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 100%, no longer 50, your 100% welcome bonus using promo code On. You can also be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo where you make a bet on Thursday, September 9th season opener, between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. all right everybody we are back here at segment two of locked on tigers i am your host scott bentley let's get into the pitching this game because it was pretty solid we're going to save Mize for last so let's go alex lang two innings one hit one walk two strikeouts and a nice little strikeout to end his outing really solid outing again i'm i'm I, I feel like every time Alex Lang's names get brought up, I like re-explain why I like him. So I don't want to be a broken record. But as you all are very aware by now, I'm a big fan of Alex Lang. Very, very big fan. Think he he has a lot of potential. So really good. The walk was, uh, was frustrating because he definitely didn't need to walk him. Very much could have avoided it. But that's just part of the development process, I think. So uh, I was really impressed with the stuff. However, the curveball continued to be really, really impressive to me, uh, and the fastball had had some good action on it. Really liked what I saw. Two clean shutout innings from Alex Lang. Um, Joe Jimenez would finish this game. So Del Pozo comes up. He gets recalled literally right before the game. Uh, Foley got sent down yesterday, as we talked about on yesterday's show. Um, and, uh, or it got sent down Sunday, I guess. And today, well, today is yesterday when you're listening to this. Yesterday, before the game, uh, Del Pozo gets recalled and is put into the bullpen. And uh, scary, scary moment gets hit in the uh, chin, I guess you'd call it, the jaw just below his mouth um, by by a ball. Very very scary moment, but he was conscious. He was up. He walked off under his own power. He he actually he walked off like with barely any help at all outside of the towel on his mouth to stop the bleeding. Uh, I mean he was he, he seemed to be fine at least. Um, yeah, so scary scary moment. Hopefully he's okay. I I can't imagine that he is gonna just, like, take one off the grill and then come back, like, tomorrow I, or today as you're listening to this. I, I can't imagine that's the case, but um, we'll definitely keep an eye on him. Really, really scary. Uh, so so glad that, that he walked off under his own power and all that. Uh, very... Just glad glad that he seems okay. And there was no immediate update after the game or anything. And I'm sure by the time you're listening to this, one has been put out because they, I'm, I'm sure they want to push out good news. If it is good news, hopefully it is. Um, but, yeah, definitely a, a, a scary, scary moment. So we'll keep an eye on for his – an update on him, most importantly, and then also an update on a, a following roster move because that will definitely – um, like I said, I, I can't imagine that he's just going to come right back out <laughs> and just be, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back on the bump today. So so he gets hit. Joe Jimenez then has to come out in an emergency, like, like didn't really warm up at all, just kind of had to come out and uh, shut the door. Two-thirds of a perfect inning. So there you go with a strikeout in there on nine pitches. So – Good on Joe Jimenez. He's been again really kind of pretty solid since the All-Star break, especially with the Velo going back up. Love to see that. Love to, the more having t- too many good bullpen arms is a is a, a good problem to have. So uh, definitely not going to going to complain about that. Very very happy to see Joe doing as well as he has the last few weeks. Um, yeah, I think uh, that's it for everybody not named Casey Mize. So let's get into Mize. All right. Uh, Mize on the bump. Anytime he takes the bump, it's it's the main event of the evening. In my Bruce Buffer voice. Uh, six innings, five hits, three runs, one walk, four strikeouts. That is a quality start, ladies and gentlemen. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, he, he looked really, really good today. And somebody... Oh, I wish I could give credit. I'm so sorry. I don't. I don't have my Twitter like available on me, so I, I can't give this Twitter user credit. So I, I apologize. Um, but somebody added me on Twitter and said Mize had a scuba inning. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, that's that's that's, that's kind of accurate, dog. Uh, he was absolutely fantastic. Five of the six innings that he pitched, like fantastic. And then the third inning he wasn't i think it was the third no it was the fourth sorry the fourth inning he wasn't fantastic at all but one through three five and six he was absolutely fantastic um yeah that fourth inning was rough let's talk about the other innings first and what made him so good and then we'll get into the fourth and no let's let's end on good notes you know let let's end on positivity so let's go over the the fourth inning first Uh, So the thing with Mize that we've been talking about for a while is the, the hard hit balls, right? So soft contact has been his main development point this season. Not going out there and trying to force a ton of whiffs or swings and misses, not getting a ton of whiffs or swings and misses, just trying to induce as much soft contact as possible, using that change-up and using that splitter as his uh, a method of soft contact rather than a whiff, like it kind of was younger in his career. He... And this game was a, a, a tale of, of those working, but also in one inning not working, right? So for... For five of the innings, he was he was very, very good using them very effectively and really going after people A ahead in the, the first three innings especially was ahead in almost every single count. Really, really efficient. Like some of the most efficient we've ever seen him. Going out, attacking people. The Twins were swinging first pitch, second pitch like crazy. Were also uber, uber aggressive. And he was using that to his advantage, throwing the ball outside, getting ahead in counts, and then when you know going after them and inducing soft contact when they would swing. The first three innings was masterclass, truly. He, he was he was incredible. The fourth inning comes around, and the Twins made adjustments, and Mize didn't make an adjustment until it was too late for that inning. But then he had made the adjustment for the fifth and sixth, and was right back on the horse. So very, very good to see him, A, making mid-game adjustments, just has to beat the other team to making them next time. But B, not letting the whole start get derailed off of the one poor inning and continuing to make adjustments and going out there and, and doing really well the his last two innings as well. So really, really just awesome, awesome performance. So Josh Donaldson takes him like 500 feet that center, it's an exaggeration, but if it's a home run in dead center in Comerica, it's obviously a homer everywhere. Anywhere. So I, I, I think it was 4:30 or something. It was not not a, not a gimme homer. <laughs> it was it was over the bushes in uh, in in dead center at Comerica. So I can tell that can tell you how how much you got a hold of it. Um, yeah, and and that was really I mean that mistake was obviously the big one. That was a two run homer. Um. And, and that whole inning, he he was kind of you know giving up a lot more base runners and, and giving up some harder contact, by shown by a, a, a mammoth homer to dead center. But so the, the thing was, like I said earlier, the first three innings, the Twins were very swing happy early in counts. They were they were trying to be really aggressive, and Mize realized that very early on and used that to his advantage, where he'd throw out of the zone kind of early, get ahead in the count. He was ahead in the count so much the first three innings. When they weren't swinging, it was, he was throwing it in for a strike, and when they were, it was a ball. He was on top of it. He was on top of it, killing the game. And then the fourth inning, they kind of took a step back, were, were a little bit more patient, let him come into the zone, and to his credit, he was afraid of no man. <laughs> He feared nobody because they were like, hey, we're going to actually take some pitches so you have to throw it into the zone to challenge us. And he, he didn't he didn't F around. He said, you know, he he said bet and, and, and uh, challenge them. It just resulted in, in Josh Donaldson then taking advantage of it. But um, then he made another adjustment where he said, okay, they're stepping back. Now I can get ahead early in counts by throwing the ball into the zone and just getting ahead one pitch, two pitches already, have them on their heels, and then go back to throwing it out of the zone. And he had four Ks in six innings, which is, given his like strikeout percentages, K per nine and stuff, is, is not a bad number at all for him. Only one walk. Uh, the, the accuracy, the, the command as a whole this game was actually really, really good. That was never the problem. Even in the inning that he struggled in, was, was never a problem. So uh, I was very pleased with this, my start quality start we will take every day of the week all right let's get into uh our final segment here first though got to talk to everybody about our friends over at direct tv does this sound familiar you've got one device that lets you catch the game live another that streams your favorite shows you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff well i want to tell you a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. Direct TV Stream, folks. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch them and your favorite sports, movies, shows all in one place. It means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. The best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get it together. With directv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package also got to talk to everybody about our friends over at rockauto.com this episode is brought to you by rock auto with the ever-increasing numbers of make and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that your car or truck will need. It's impossible. So I endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning while a person behind the counter orders parts on their computer choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers. You have access to rockout.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using rockauto. So why choose to send 30%, 50%, even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rockauto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today. Find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts your car or truck will ever need, right? Locked on And the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, everybody, let's get into our final segment here at Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley. And uh, yeah, let, let's, let's discuss just this last week that has been. So the Tigers PR account, which is uh, if you are into the Tigers, that's like one of the like three most must follow accounts there are because they tweet every single roster move of the 40-man roster, IL, option, whatever, anything of anything. And also they tweet fun stats sometimes. So, Tigers PR account, zero personality, not like a funny follow, but like the, one of the most informative follows you'll ever do. So it's, a, it's an absolute must follow if for some reason you don't. Uh, so they have now played in six consecutive one-run games according to Elias Sports. That is the club's longest streak of one-run games since July 27th to August 1st, 1971, which was also a six consecutive streak. I did not do the research to figure out when the last time we had seven was or if we've ever had seven, Uh, but considering it's been 50 years, almost to the day, that we've had six runs, I would imagine seven is gonna be pretty few and far between as well. So what does this mean? Why do I bring this up? Well, mostly I just bring it up because I I think like we're I, I want to just keep driving home how close we are to being back. We're so close. We're so close. We're not even. We're not even even. Bringing, bringing, that's not the word. We're not even winning all of these games, right? We, we've lost the last three. We're on a three-game losing streak. But they're all one-run losses, and one of them was an in extra innings. This team is so close to being back, man. We're so close. We're like a bat in an arm, and then the arrival of and Green away. From like... Like, there's no way you're going to convince me that, hey, if we sign a shortstop and we sign another starting pitcher, cough, cough, Justin Verlander, and we call up Torquin Green next year, that that's not going to be enough reinforcements with the current product that's on the field to put us over the hump and start winning these games by a run. We're so close to being back, man, and women. We are so close. And that stat just... just Re just pumped that belief into me. We're so close to being back. We got a we got a decent core of a bullpen to build around. We we have a an offense that's not not is is a few pieces away, like I said from being like a, a I think a rather productive offense not a not a Blue Jays level of of young core but a, a really solid offense that we can build around going forward in this rotation when healthy, I mean we got the three kids here already so those three are locks. we got Boyd for one more year. we got Turnbull after next season going forward. You bring in another top end starter. You bring in another big name bat. You call up Torkin Green next year. It's good. Next year is going to be so damn fun, man. It's going to be so freaking fun, and and that stat as as weird and kind of a I don't know roundabout way of getting there as as it may seem just reminded me of how close we are to just. We're so close to being back. The whole city. Outside of the Lions, maybe. The whole city's so close to being back. Oh, I can't wait. All right, so before I send you guys off on your way, i got to talk to you about Locked On Bets, betting on baseball, MLB, the Tigers. doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, flawed specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. So Father Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. All right that'll do it for me. Thank you guys so much for listening. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope and I will catch y'all tomorrow. We are almost back baby. It's going to be a fun ass off season. Go Tigers baby.